I'm Cindy Boxer, and you are listening to the Fiber Artist Podcast, where we chat with artists, makers, and creatives who work with fiber, get to know their stories, how they came upon their fiber practice, and more about the person behind the work. Today, I chat with fiber artist Vania Oliveira, all the way from Portugal. Vania is the boss and the hands behind Two Hands Textile Studio. It's hard to describe Vania's work because her creativity with weaving and macrame are not bound by a particular style and you never know what she's going to come up with next, which I think is the coolest part about her work. You can find Banya on Instagram at Two Hands Textile Studio and online at twohandstudio.ticktail.com. We ended up chatting for a really long time, so this episode runs pretty long. Anywho, hope you enjoy the conversation. Hi, Vanya. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> of course. I'm so excited to get a chance to finally talk to you because I know I have been following your work on Instagram for quite a while, but um, we've never actually like really connected. So I thought this was a really cool opportunity to find out more about you and about your background and your journey. So I'm really okay, I excited. I will tell you all about it. But I'm, as I said before, I'm a bit shy. So let's see how this goes. First okay. time ever. Yeah. Okay. So this will be practice because I'm sure after this, so many more people are going to want to chat with you. So. I'll never forget the first time. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. Yeah, don't be nervous. I mean, it. it we're, we're just going to make uh, try to have a good conversation. So, okay. yeah. Okay. And I like to talk, so it's good. Good. <laughs> All right. So let's just start with very basic stuff. Like, where are you from? Where are you right now? Um, you know, what's your living situation? Do you have kids, etc.? So I, um, I'm from Lisbon, Portugal, uh, born and raised, uh, but, and, I, and I study uh, costume and stage design. And in 2005, I decided because I was not having that many jobs and the situation here in Portugal was not so easy for creative people. So I decided to go a couple of months to Germany where I had some friends and um, I stayed there 11 years. So oh, wow. it, it became like a, a big adventure. And uh, two years ago, uh, me and my husband, because in the meantime, I got married and I got two kids, two mm -hmm. girls. And we decided that we didn't want to live in the city anymore. So we decided to move to the countryside of Portugal, which is, we are not so far away from Lisbon. It's a place called Sintra mm -hmm. that uh, many people know that uh, it's very touristical, but we live more to the uh, to the beach side. So we live between the mountain and be between the beach. So it's really nice. It's like, I, I feel like an immigrant again in my own country yeah. because, you know, I just came here to visit from time to time, and now we lived here, and I, and I really enjoy it. It's a new life, but it's it's a good one. Yeah. That's so nice. We moved recently from from the city to the countryside, and it's just been so nice to be able to see nature every day and just like breathe better. It's been so nice. How long are you there? Not long, right? Uh, we moved in November. Well on Halloween actually last year so about eight, whatever what that's like something like eight months or so yes yeah. but how does it feel when you go back to the city because I go there often I get really confused you know, like too. my temple it, it changed completely. completely so I I, I give a lot of class in the center of Lisbon and right in the area that became very touristical and I get so overwhelmed I do too. and I, I think it's amazing how you how your body just gets used to another thing so quickly and I get really confused and I thought, man, I'm a, I'm a child of the city, you know, yeah. and suddenly it's like, it's all gone. And yeah. like, I'm very slowly, I also talk much slower and I, I'm very grateful for that, but it, it's a bit strange. It's, like, it is it's really, a new me. 
it's a weird feeling to go back. I, I get very anxious as well. And um, like I, I, I'll drive in to give workshops um, like in, yeah, like in Brooklyn or yes. Manhattan. And, yes. and when I go, I think I'm so glad I don't have to stay here. Like I'm so I'm going to be so excited to go back home is what I'm always with, thinking. With me, with me, it's always like, oh, I really want to go to that shop and that shop. But as soon as the as the workshop is over, I just want to go home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't, it's like it takes an hour to just move across the city. And I think, man, I have really a luxurious life now. Yeah. Because, you know, it takes me five minutes to take my kids to the kindergarten. Same. And, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> so it's going to get so, so much better, you know, in a year or two, you're going to say, I'm so grateful. I'm, I'm sure you are already, but it's, it's really nice. So because... You can go to the city whenever you want, exactly. but you just can have the best of it when you're out. So exactly. it's great. And for the children, at least for my children, I can say that it's amazing for them. I don't know if they really realize it, but how old are your really children? Nice. Uh, six and three. Oh, okay. So are they're close? Mine are six and four. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I thought so. Mine are like two and a half between each other. So yeah, they, when when we when we moved here, they were uh, super tiny. So I think they don't really realize it. They ask very strange questions like, why why do people live in such a tall building and stuff like that? And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, they're going to run to the city when they become teenagers. <laughs> they're going to want to go. Yep, of course. They'll yes. do the same thing we did. Like, exactly. you have to live in the city for a while and then you go back to, like, what feels exactly. really right. <laughs> it's really nice. And also to work in what I work, it's also very good because I get a bit of a, how do I say this, like, um, not solitude, but it's more, you know, I don't have so much um, people around and you know so it's it's really nice it's right really nice. yeah not not as much sensory overload as before so you can actually and really not focus. so much things that you should do or could do because there's nothing to do or there's exactly. little to do, so you don't go like oh i could go to that shop no i could go either you order it online or you or secondhand over online also ebay and yeah. stuff like that and then it's like it's really nice so you just keep your free time to just you know do nice things yeah. instead of just overwhelming yourself yeah. that's so funny i never thought of it that way but i do have a lot less fomo like i don't fear missing out of anything because i you're right there isn't that much to do around here so it's like you no, just and enjoy I don't know. your I don't, surroundings i don't know how it is for for you because you stayed in the same country but because i moved also you no know, many of my friends that i used to have we kind of, it's not like we don't, not, are not still friends, but you know, you know, it is when you go on vacation and you have a little bit of time to be with each other, it's one thing, but when you actually move, you know, the time is not the same and you have kids and you know, you're always busy with what I don't know, but you are always busy. Yeah. And, um, and it, it's a feeling also of being in a new, really a new country. So it's, 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 it's very extreme, but also we, we have a much more natural life, you know, you're more connected right. with agriculture and, you know, and farms that are around here and, and things like that. So I, it's, it's very nice, but it's still sometimes I look back and I'm sure you already feel a little bit like that, or you'll feel like that in a couple of years that you look back and you think, oh my God, I'm such a different person, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's really weird, but it's Completely. nice. It's really cool. I, I really love it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Is it very different from where you, were you also a country child um, or, or well, I, I grew up in a suburb, so I'm actually from Michigan, and I grew up in a very a sort of small suburb outside of Flint, and um, so it was just, you know, it was very 
quaint and safe and wonderful. And I could just ride my bike, you know, around my neighborhood. And my mom would just say, like, come back before it's dark. And so nice. it was also the and 80s. Yeah. And so it was just everything felt safer, I guess, back then. But, um, but the kids also will, will enjoy that also, that they have that possibility. But for you, it's also like you came because I was really living in the middle of the city, you know, and I miss out on all those things of, you know, riding the bike in the city and in the, in the, in the street. So okay. I think it's, it's, it's really an advantage for your development as a human being to have all the, all those all those memories Definitely. and you will have them also for your children yeah, yeah. so you you grew up in Lisbon yes like, I grew it, up in Lisbon okay and uh, I actually um it was when I when I was a child I always I was always very creative I was like one of those kids I, I actually have some of those myself no my kids are exactly the same that you go to the restaurant and you know you paint the whole table yeah. with the, you know when you have this paper cloth and stuff like that and um I always wanted to be a fashion designer I don't know why it was not something not very common in Portugal to be but I don't know I always was drawing these little dolls with clothes and stuff like that and um I when I became a teenager I thought this was really stupid you know because you know uh, how do you say um uh, a lot of money spent in, you know, haute couture and stuff like oh, that. Right. Mm -hmm. But still, I decided, I, by, by coincidence, I, I went to a school that it's a high school for arts, mm -hmm. which is not very common in Portugal. There are like two of them. And um, my father wanted me to be an architect and I almost fell for it. But uh, I had the, the peeling of the textiles because I enter the room where all the looms were and I just wow. fell in love so I did one year like normal school but then I decided to move to the technical um, uh, because they had like how do I say sorry sometimes even though I speak English at home uh, my English sometimes goes away um, we had uh, like um, not furniture but like interior uh, like uh, it's called equipment in Portugal uh -huh. it's like when you when you design furniture but really designer and uh, you have the jewelry and you have like ceramics. And so I went to textile and uh, I, it was very intense. It was like, um, it was three years where you had like every day school because mm -hmm. it was just like one, one morning was free and I was like 19 hours on a loom. Uh, wow. a week. Yes, it was really, uh, it was really like really, really a lot of hours and uh, you could, uh, you could learn um, printing, you know, um, fabric print printing, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, um, low wrap loom and high wrap warp loom, oh, you know, wow. the ones that you floor work. Looms. Yeah, floor looms, it's how yeah. you call it in, in English, sorry. Floor looms and then the, the ones that we actually use the most, you know, the ones that uh, Persians also use, the high warp looms that mm -hmm. now I just use frame looms. But So it was always a passion, but I, I really had a problem because I was too late for the boom of the 80s and the 60s and the 70s, mm -hmm. you know, and I was too advanced for what just just happened now, a couple yeah. of years ago, yeah. So everybody was like, what are you going to do with that? But I was dreaming about all these sculptures and all this, you know, uh, uh, fibers. Why? I have no clue, but it was just an appealing. Yeah. And um, when I got, I got uh, my first kid when I were uh, in 2012, sorry. And already I was not really in the mood of being a costume designer anymore because mm -hmm. it's very demanding. You have to be a lot outside the house and you have the rehearsals all the time and mm -hmm. you have to travel a lot, you know, and you go after the, the director. And... Did you work in costuming for a while then? Yes, after, sorry, after yes. School? When I went 
to Germany. I, uh, when I was in Portugal, I, I did work a bit, mm-hmm. but I was very young. We finished very young here, even though we work, uh, we, we study a long time. And then when I went to Germany, I also worked for a long time. Okay. I, actually, I work all the time. Just when I got my kid, I thought, you know, I, there was like, you know, yeah, you have to balance either, that life. Yeah, yeah. It's like either I go, I'm, I have to be all the time out, you know, because it's like when you are in, involved in a, in a theater play, it's like you have to be all the time around the actors and around the director and you have the, the rehearsals in the morning and in the evening. And then when, when you finish the rehearsal, you have to discuss, go to the cafe or to the pub and discuss about, Oh my God, should I go? This is all horrible. And you know, right, people are right. constantly in, you know, in struggles. And I, I had the need of to be at home and to find something to do that it was much more to the inside. And I think this actually happens. It's not a coincidence that many people start this kind of jobs when they are nesting, yes. you know, when they're yeah. having their kids and, you know, because they have the urge to do things and they want to stay at home. So I asked my husband to make me a loom and um, I just started again. And it was this feeling to go back to to these teenage years, you know, mm-hmm. and I was so happy. I'm always crazy about the smell of fibers and everything. It's strange because if somebody asked me uh, which are the medium that you like the most, I would probably say ceramics because I always wanted to learn. But I don't know why I have this thing for fibers. And I don't know. I I don't rationalize much things, but it is like that. It's like a calling, you can say it. And I think the years that I worked in the school, in high school, were so happy that every time I'm close to a loom and I smell it and I want to do it, I just get all, you know. You get excited, right? Yes. Even though I have no idea what I'm going to do or how do I get anywhere, I just do. And I have really an urge of creating things. And um, yeah, that's it. That's so great. So when you were working in costume design, do you feel, did you, did that feel fulfilling to you? Like before, no, I, I understand that you like uh, when you got pregnant and you started nesting. That's when you really went back, right back into um, you know into your fiber art Doing practice. Things, just, yeah. But before that, did you feel like an urge to leave costume design? At yeah, the time? All, all the time. Oh, you, all so the time you were really because, happy with that. No, I was happy. I really like this. Um, it's a very like uh, how do you say? It's a very. Um, uh, it's a, it's a life with a lot of things happening, you know, and you have a play every two months. And, you know, I was an assistant also for a long time in a huge theater in Germany, in the south of Germany. So it's like you meet a lot of people and it's quite exciting, you know, it's it's yeah. it's. But because I was I was working in this huge theater, we had like um, at least, how do you say, uh, not at least, the places where people work, uh, not work, workshops, workshops, uh-huh. yes, like workshops for, um, I don't know, for just, you know, we had ballet, opera, uh, theater, I, I worked basically in a theater, but you know, the tutus for the ballerinas were full of stone, and there was yeah. just a, at least a workshop just to do that, and so basically I was just telling people to do things, you know, I was just either creating when I was a costume designer myself, or I was, you know, telling people how to do things and researching right. fabrics. And but I missed always this, you know, just the the gut thing, just going and doing th- yeah. something with your hands, and just going. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not a person who, um, um, how do you say, to uh, project, make projects before mm-hmm. or make a sketch or something like that. So I really needed this of just touching materials and let's see what they tell you to where they tell you to go so I I was always like in the head you know when you are doing costumes you're always in the head you're always like okay dramaturgy how is it to go the story of the characters what they want to say 
but I really needed this do, doing things, you know, and I think many people uh, miss that in their jobs that they, um, they can uh, provide an idea, but, you know, because we can spend our hours talking here, what's the difference between an artisan and an artist, you know, right. and it's a, a, a forever discussion, but it's like, I miss this, this the, the artisan part of, of the process of things, you know, and, and I could also have sound, but sound uh, is more of, um, how do I say, more of a head thing, you have to, you know, put all the pieces together, and with fiber art, for me at least, it's just go with the flow thing, right, you know. Right. There's a total and freedom I, to it. Exactly, yeah. and that's that was very that was always what I missed, and of course, when you are doing everything by yourself is one thing, and when you have a team and you're a part of something, you know, because you put costumes, but there's somebody who's directing your costumes yeah. and your costumes you have to tell the story. So it's a completely I miss it sometimes, but you know how it is when you have small kids, you think okay now now it's the time to do this. Yes. Then after maybe we do something else. Right, yeah. and this is the thing with you know with two hands textiles is that it's all yours, and so from start to finish yes. a piece can be completely yours and your it's all entire me. idea. So yeah, you're not so you're not beholden else. to anybody else with it, you know? No, and I think it would have been a problem for me also to have assistants and stuff like that. Maybe she will just have a huge, a super boring job of doing the bureaucratical part of it right. that I hate. Even the social media, I like it, but it's so boring. But it's such a huge part of the work, you know. Yeah. And he was like, oh, what should I put today? What should I, you know? And uh, But uh, I really like that somebody talks to me. For instance, when I have a commission, it's somebody like the last one I did. It was like somebody wanted to offer a present to somebody else and told me the colors and the idea and the meaning behind it. And this is so beautiful that it, you started trimming, the, uh, warping the loom or putting the knots or whatever. And then it's, you know, till the packaging you've done it all, it's all you there, and it's so beautiful, it's going somewhere else, yeah. to somebody else, you know, and this is very special, I think when you can connect with people, with something that you do with your hands, I think it's, because it's something that it comes really, you know, from the inside, right. it's not like, it's not like this design that you, you know, that you sell the concept, right. or it's not like the artisan where you just do what somebody did 20 million times before you, but you just ma masturbated. It's something else in the middle, and I think it's very, it's, I'm, I'm very happy doing this. It's, it's very special, I think. Yeah, and I think definitely. everybody who does it feels, feels the same way. It's like, a, you know, it's just the hands. That's yeah. why I call my label like that, because it's just the hands. Yeah, no. your your two hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, definitely. Um, so tell me a little bit about your creative process. What I've noticed about your work is that, um, you know, you use color so widely and beautifully and you put palettes together so well. Um, tell me a little bit about how you start to work on a piece. Do you sort of sketch it out first at all or do you just kind of sit at the loom and, and, and do what feels right well I first of all I have to tell you that I have no process at all I'm not I'm a very I don't know I don't know how it is with you're also a mom but it's like you just work whenever yeah. you can so and that's the huge difference between being not a mother and being a mother is that when you are creative you have an idea and you just say to your partner or whatever is around you I'm going there don't bother me mm -hmm. I'm doing something now and you can get as obsessive as you want about it with kids, it's like you have a ping pong ball in your head that it's, you know, bing, bing, bing. And yep. you think, okay, I hope the ball does not go away and the idea does not go away. Or this, for me, it's more more than an idea, it's more of an urge to do something that it comes up and say, now I want to do something. I don't know what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And um, 
and it's like there is so there is no there is no working day planned or no you know it's it's nothing really really scheduled but um, about the callers, well, I don't know. I, I, I have a, a very interesting way of working because when I weave, I weave with a lot of color. Mm -hmm. But when I do macrame, I'm very minimalistic in the colors. So I, used to, I, I normally joke and say that macrame is my detox. So I have to have all these colors when I, when I weave. And uh, then when I do macrame, it's completely... I just like one color and normally and it doesn't really change. But I do uh, have an obsession about buying secondhand uh, fibers. Mm -hmm. I, I hunt a lot, so I made a. I have a wall of color. Like I don't know. I don't know how I manage, but I bought a lot, and I buy very cheap. And I, I try to be, you know, aware about where the the, the materials come from, and. Um, that inspires me a lot that I have, uh, I'm doing the interview here on, it's my, this is my room because my atelier is a bit dark and we are about to move, but I, okay. I have a wall that it's full of wool, you know? That's yeah, I, I mean, I've seen and, your studio shots or, or like your shelf, sh your shelf shots. Yeah, and this is really so crazy, beautiful. but it's really, it really helps me uh, to, you know, I enter and I go like a bit like a little child in a, in a candy shop, you know, like, oh, maybe I do this, maybe I do that. But I have no idea. I, I, I really think colors are, I think uh, uh, when you you do a, um, a piece you should um, communicate some vibration you know many people say that my pieces look like animals I heard that a, a, quite a couple of times so I don't know I just like to be as fearless as possible yeah. and not being really afraid of, of of putting colors and I think m many people like to go more on the minimal side of it because also they are restrained or they you know or they want to do something more calmer for me it's just like I just go all in yeah so I really don't have a, a, a like a set process. an idea no I don't it's yeah. just like I'm a very I do say in English a gutsy person like a person that works more with the guts gut right. feeling than the than the head so, right you just go by instincts yeah. I guess exactly yeah. instinct. I'm gonna I have to ask you to hold on one more one sorry if I, looked, I if I look distracted <laughs> because <laughs> because I, went up, I went on I went on I was like I know. Happening. Sorry, you're good I just I think <laughs> my battery my my computer battery I realize it's not plugged in so one second Take I just have to time. find the cord Take your time. Okay, hold on one second. This is actually my husband's computer, so I need to go find the power cord. One second. Doesn't matter. Take your time, really. No hurries for me, at least. Sorry, Vanya. It doesn't matter. I totally get oh, you. Don't you. worry. Okay. 
good. Oh my gosh. Like... Okay, I'm so sorry about that. Um, okay, so uh, so yes, I did notice that you do a lot of um, you do both weaving and macrame. So when did you pick up the macrame part of? It? Did you know? Did you well, learn that in school at all? No, I'm a, I'm a, weaving is a thing that I really learn in school. Everything else that I do, it's because I'm simply just obsessed. And I have to, when I find something that I want to try, I I want to I, I try to 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 learn it. I watch tutorials, or I, I have a I have a problem with um, old books. I have like a huge collection of like uh, everything that it's fiber arts. But it doesn't have to be like really special books, just like this uh, uh, super simple books from the 70s where there's like 20, you know, how to do a bag or how to do a, um, a vest or how mm -hmm. to do whatever, or lamps or howls or whatever, or pillows. I was always very uh, withdrawn to, to, to that. And um, so I just look for things and I, I, I just... Uh, I just like to explore. I don't need to know much about it, but I always like to explore. And um, I think my only problem is that I explore too much because I don't really have a style. Mm -hmm. And nowadays, everybody has to have a style or a kind of a, isn't it? I, I, don't I, I don't know. I think in some ways, <clears throat> it's it's good to do that because then you can brand yourself in a certain way with a certain audience. But I also exactly. think that, you know, you also when you give yourself the freedom to experiment, then you come upon all these discoveries about your work and yourself and your techniques and your aesthetic. And I think that that's incredibly important as part of the, as part yeah, of your journey. But it's something that I, that I struggle a bit mm. with because I always think that uh, if uh, I could be more successful in my sales or whatever, if I would have that style that is known, you know, in the first, you know, blink of an eye, you say, okay, that it's, it's her work mm -hmm. but I, I think exploring and trying new things is such an important part of, of also my personal development mm -hmm. because I get so bored if I have to do even if I have to copy works exactly. I get a bit like exactly and so for me like making collections and things like that it's not that I found it wrong it's just that for me it it does not work right. that always I do it and many times I, I do uh, repetitions but I'm always like oh my god it's not going to be exactly right the same. there's no it, way no, it can be exactly the no. same ever yeah. like there's just it's not possible to make a true copy you know yes but on the other hand every time I, I try something new it's always a bit difficult to let go of the piece you know <laughs> I always my husband always jokes with me says but you wanted to sell it yes but uh, okay I guess I have to let it go but oh look at it. it will be so great in our house no but I let it go so it always like this week after you finish something I don't know if it happens with you but with me it's always like this oh my baby yeah you know? of course of course because you spent so many hours putting yourself yeah, into it so yeah it's it's really crazy people only knew I know <laughs> many people don't don't have no idea no, I sometimes I joke with my my kid I say look the oldest one I said do you see how many knots are there one after the other all me and look how many she's like yeah mommy it's really a lot of knots yeah and I think, yes. <laughs> so it's really crazy do yeah. your kids um I guess they're still a little young but does I guess does your older one sort of try to also like emulate? Uh, all, all, all things you yeah. know I, I sometimes I I also bring her if it's in Lisbon not but sometimes I do workshops here around and uh she always comes and she already tries to do some mac macrame and oh, she's amazing you bring her yeah. oh my gosh I could never bring my kids they would be a total yeah. nightmare but listen you have two boys right yeah but I, I, there is this looms that everybody uses now uh, with the thing in the middle, you know, this piece that moves. Oh, yeah. And yeah. 
it's a huge success in boys. Boys are way better than the really? girls in, the, in that age. How, how, how old are yours? Uh, four and six. Exactly. But the six, he can do it. Probably, because yeah. it's something that I remember I teach already a couple of kids because I think this is vital, mm-hmm. you know, and I even, I even volunteer in the kindergarten of my kids and sometimes I go there. And it's really like that. The boys are like, oh, it's so boring. I don't want to do it. And the moment they start, because it's like a machine, uh-huh. they get all into it. Oh, and uh, in Germany, this was all weaving was used as a preschool. Is it's used as a preschool thing? Oh. Actually, I, I did bought some of them some years ago when I was still living there because all the kids have that. All the kids have one loom like that. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's like it worked like a floor loom, but nowadays people use it differently. But it's supposed to make like a warp that it's really long, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. And the kids just, it helps the kids to concentrate and it helps the kids to be quiet and calm down. So yeah. the teachers, when they want to them to, you know, just a bit more, if they are really into a lot of stuff, if you put them weaving, you try it with your kid and then let me know because you will see that he will be completely really calm. Yes. Two weeks ago, I did one in a farm in Kashkars here in the next to the beach area. And the kids, like... The parents always want to buy them one after. They say, okay, where do, where do I buy this for my kid? And they are like, they see it grow. For children, it's so important that they get the sense of accomplishment, you right. know, and it doesn't take that long. So it's very important in this age that they do things with their hands, that they can see, look, I yeah. did this. And it's you know, good for their motor without skills, judgment. too. Exactly, that yeah. too. And it's, uh, you know, in, the, in, my, in my kid's school, I was like, oh, my God, I have to come more times because... They had no idea how to move things, but after a while, they were all so good at it, and they were so happy. So try it with your kids. Yeah, definitely. Now I'm not, yeah, I totally feel motivated to do it. <laughs> at least try. I mean, that's the thing is like sometimes they'll be like, let me help, let me help. And like, of course, like if you're working on a, on your own piece, like for me, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, ah, oh, then I'm going to have to undo, undo some of it. <laughs> but like, I guess if I just give it them. Braids. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm nodding and then she goes, look, I can do my twin. They both start making braids. And I said, no, this <laughs> yeah. is to sell. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> with the big loom, they're like with a, with a piece of wool on the other side. When I do big pieces, they are, and then I have to go with the scissor and cut it yeah. off. Yeah. Sometimes I let them. But if people only knew that you create with two kids by <laughs> Talking to you, it's really, it's really crazy. Yeah, I do hope that it does give them that early sense of um, just playing with stuff that they're that it'll seep in that when they're older they might want to pick it up, you know, on their own. You know, just I having think, memories, just having these memories of of having it around. I always have this, I always have this different feeling because on one hand I think that on the other hand I think that we always want to do different than our parents. So I have to be careful with the amount of things that I that I bring that they don't they don't they're not overwhelmed or they are not thinking that they have to do it as good as me. Yeah, you know, so yeah. that's the problem. But if anything happened that, uh, a while ago, my kid, my oldest kid, thought that uh, I was not working at all. She was like, oh, mommy, you don't work at all because she comes home or I pick her up and I'm not doing anything. Just uh, because the last years it increased the, the, that I'm working at night or in the afternoon or I work with them around me. But for a long time, she thought that I was doing anything. And right. I thought, amazing, you, you are there for your children. You know, they have no perspective. They, have, they <laughs> so don't. Like, they have no idea. I said, but you know, my mother was going to work every day. I was in school till I don't know how many hours. And you're just, ah, oh, no, I got it. Now she gets it. And she, yeah. she, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, it's so funny. Kids. <laughs> um, so when the you... struggle. Yeah, totally. It's a good one, but it's a struggle with uh, working and being a mom at the same time. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, 
so with Two Hands Textile Studio is now oh. your your basically your full time thing, right? You do you do other things yes. for work right now? No, I decided that uh, it started really because I was a full-time mom, because mm -hmm. in Germany you get like one year um, right. maternity leave, so because they are not so, so apart from each other, it was one after the other, basically, and uh, um, it developed, and I decided to, I, it, it's not that I just started with two hands, I did much stuff before. I've been knitting for many years and I, you know, I start with necklaces and then with this and then with that and then I did markets and now I'm in the point where I, I decided to believe in myself and actually financially this was possible. So mm -hmm. I was like a little squirrel in the time that I was at home. I was collecting wools and, 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 and manuals and, and, you know, many things that I really didn't know how. I'm very lucky that I have a very supportive husband, mm -hmm. which also works from home. So... Every time I say, can I buy it? He says, of course. It's not that he has to allow me, but it's like I feel a bit bad sometimes, you know. And he always always told me, no, just buy whatever you want. Uh, don't worry about it. I don't care. You should be happy. So it, it's funny because suddenly I have everything I need around me. Yeah. And it brought me here. But it was not like uh, I just started two hands and I make something. And it's it's I work like hell. I work mm -hmm. every day, all the time. But I decided... To believe a bit more in myself and to say, okay, this is what I am, and starting to say, but it took many years to be able to say this, but to say, okay, now now I'm a I'm a fiber artist or whatever that means, but this is what I do. I'm teaching also, which is great, as you know, it mm -hmm. also helps a lot. But um, it's just allow myself to believe in that and to um, to say, okay, I I can do this, and it's funny because once you start believing it and you start working and you start relaxing about it. The things just happen yeah. very, with me it's always very slowly but steady, you know, it's not like I just get viral and everybody knows about me, it's just, right. it has been always very slowly, but I'm very thankful for that because it made me strong and, you know, but it's there days where I think, oh my God, what am I doing, I'm crazy, I will not be able to support my family with this, other days I think, wow, so great, look, I'm in this magazine or, you know, or somebody's interested in my work on the other side of the, of the, of the world, yeah. you know, and. I also did a manual. I'm selling a lot of manuals, and I think, man, how, how great is this? So, but it's 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 as it has been been growing. So yeah. that's all I wanted to say for people not to, to know that. It's just like you sit down and you say, I'm going to make a label and sell things. It's still a it's a it's a very slow and growing process. Right. But you just have to work really really hard at it. You have to stick to it, yeah. which is many many times difficult because it could be a month that nothing special happens, and then in three days it's like suddenly everybody wants to know who you are. Yeah. So. And then again, another week where nothing happened. And then another week where you have like two orders for a week. And you're like, oh, my God, I have to pick up my kids from school. And my husband also has a deadline. He's a 3D art, uh, 3D graphic, mm -hmm. you know. We also do. So and it's like when there is deadlines for both of us, it's crazy, you know. Totally. So we have to, you know. So it's really it's really like something that is always going up and down. Mm -hmm. So you might as well try to believe in yourself as much as you can, even if you know, fake it till you make it, yeah. even if it's a bit uh, difficult sometimes, just move on. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this. So the reality of it, right, is that you made your first fra uh, frame loom weaving um, mm -hmm. around, around 2012, 2013. No, no, 2014. Oh, 14. Okay. So, so I mean, so that's, so that's four years ago. Yeah. So it, yeah. I mean, you know, it does, it takes a long time and it takes just realistically, I mean, for people who are starting out, if I think people get, we're so into 
having immediate gratification and thinking that yes. things have to happen yes. quickly. Otherwise they're, they're failing, but that's not true at all. It's just that you have to just keep going. Yeah. Keep it takes, out uh, there. Yes. And you have to, um, just, um, challenge yourself. You cannot, uh, you cannot be successful just because you start doing some macrame or just because you're starting to do some weaving because you have to learn a lot. You have to create your own style, see where you want to go and mm-hmm. stop not copying, but being so influenced by other people and yeah. starting to, because we are all influenced. This could be another discussion for a whole day. <laughs> you know, where is where does inspiration start and copy begins, you know, and yeah. I, I'm sure I got also got inspired by many people. And I also took a lot of, 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 of ideas from other people, but that I had to transform, you know, ideas in the sense of, okay, this is a great idea. How can I transport this into something of my own? I want to, because it will be something if you let it go, it will be something, again, transforming something else yeah. because we didn't invent anything. Weaving is done thousands of years. Exactly. And, you know, macrame comes from the boats and from the Arabs. And, you know, there's so many yeah. stories. There's nothing. It's just the way you put yourself out there that when you put yourself out there, you have to be 100% honest with what you do because sooner or later, either you're going to give up or you're not going to sell simply because it's not in you. It's somebody else until you find yourself in this, it's okay to start with other people's mm-hmm. uh, inspiration, but you have to at one point be, be brave enough to say, okay, this was my lab now, and now I have to spring my wings. And I think it's very, very scary to do that. You know, to just say, I'm not doing what everybody else wants me to do. I'm just doing what I feel like doing, even though I think I'm a weirdo and nobody else is doing this, <laughs> but whatever, sooner or later, you know. and. It, either you, are, you will make it or you will break it. But that's I think that's the only way to do it. And this takes a lot of... The other day somebody wrote me, how do you get these insane skills? I want to know. And I, I, I answer her with a lot of hours of work. Yeah. I work every day, many hours. I, I, I do undo. I do difficult things. I like the, the challenge of doing big pieces. Of course, I could also do very quickly, quickly stuff mm-hmm. and much easier. But that's who I am, and I'm happy like that. So, of course, when it comes out, people think, wow, she does a million things a day. But no, I can work on a piece for a whole month and do nothing else. Yeah. You know, so, and this is a lot of, you know, and I, I'm, I'm happy that uh, my story brought me to a place that I'm strong enough to say, okay, Maybe this is silly, but I want to do this, and I'm going to do this this way. And it's not happening the next days that you say, oh, now it's going to, you know, everybody's going to. There is so many people around that you see, and you think they have no skills, and they have so much success. And other people who are insanely gifted, and nobody knows about them, right. you know. So so I guess you just have to do your own thing and not bother about, but it, it is always a very, the longest the process is, the better it's going to be in the end, because yeah. in the end you're going to be uh, much more um, entitled, not entitled, but you'll be aware of what you're saying and what you're doing, and you'll be stronger. But it takes years, like from 2012, it's when I, before 2012, it's when I got pregnant, and I decided to, um, more to this, more this uh, handmade world, mm-hmm. more uh, 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 two hands work. Uh, until 2014, then I decided to start to weave. And only two years ago, when I arrived to Portugal and I actually land on Instagram, mm-hmm. which was just two years ago, that I start, you know, and also with me teaching in Portugal. I asked some people if they were interested. I guess it was the right time. That, you know, it's four years. 
Yeah. And it, before there was another two years, so it's six years, seven years in total that I was looking for a brand for what I wanted to do for, you know, and you just have to keep on doing it. And if it's really quickly, it most definitely is going to end also very quickly. So you have just to be, to stay there. And with so many of us out there, and I think here in Portugal, there's not so much going on. There's just a few of us, but I guess where you are, there's so many crazy talented people everywhere in the movement. It's so much bigger, you know, because here right. it's more of a, of a floor room mm-hmm. thing, you know? So it's, I, I cannot imagine how you can you say, okay, I stay and I do and, you know, I, I will manage this, you right. know, so we have so much stuff to do all the time well, with so kids and it's so interesting because I feel like it's almost even even with we have these borders, right? You're in Portugal and I'm in America and the Australians are in Australia, but it's still like just such a global kind of marketplace now that the internet and Instagram and Google images and all these things makes all of this really accessible to everybody to learn about it and to see it and to be influenced by and it. And to communicate and also exactly. to what I found it's very interesting is that it's this it becomes more of a community and I do find myself found myself when I when I started Instagram to look for people who do the same that I do and to look for okay they go through the same struggle they are having the same problems they have the same ideas and we say in Portugal it's a stick with two pointy sides because it's like on one hand it's really nice on the other hand it's very uh, dis- dis- discouraging right. discouraging yeah. sometimes because it's like on one hand somebody asked me uh, I did a retreat last year with uh, with some with some people from a magazine from Finland and uh, there was a, a person there was just people from meeting and they one of them I did a, a small workshop on weaving and she asked me so what can I do where I can see this thing to inspire myself and I told her don't see anything don't look at Instagram don't look anywhere just do your thing for for one year as a, as a hobby mm-hmm. and maybe in a year or six months then start looking on let don't don't get influenced because also it's so sad sometimes to go all over the internet and see so many things from the same thing right you know and that's the other side that it was always like this probably but you we didn't know we didn't know no yeah we didn't know because I, I think that ideas they you know just come and go and they're everywhere and yeah. of course many people can have the same idea but now suddenly it's like oh my god but I just had that idea mm-hmm. and now somebody did it already you right, know right. and sometimes you think okay maybe I'm not that creative at all right sorry my husband is arriving so <laughs> that makes no, no noise with the car uh you know that that's the that's the difference but I'm totally thankful that uh, there is so many people there are stick uh, they are um, helping each other also you know like you're a fiber artist and you are putting other fiber artists out there and you know inviting me I'm on the other side of the world right. you know and that's and that's amazing and people who just have pages just to uh, spread the word of you know just okay here's a picture of this one check that one I think this is so nice and so so amazingly um, beautiful you know because yeah. it's more about community and I think we miss that a lot because we are uh, before uh, earlier and I see this with my teachers it was like ah oh, that it's bad I don't like him and still today I feel that the older people that I learn with they think it's horrible that I do small workshops or that I you know and I say come on we cannot stay in the past all the time we have to help each other you right. know and this is so beautiful nowadays that we all help each other much more than just being in competition, mm-hmm. you know, that people get together to do do things. It, it, I, I found this really beautiful. But yeah. I guess that we're in, in America, in North America, it's much easier because, you know, you are way more, the movement is way stronger there. 
than than here. Perhaps. And yeah. I'm, I'm sure you don't know many European uh, fiber artists. Just a handful that I've, you know, that of course I've seen. On but Instagram. if I tell you Americans, you know, yeah, like yeah. you could stay, you could stay like ten minutes, saying, yeah. "Oh, this is great. This is great. This is great." <laughs> You know, because in, in Europe, it's more the, the floor loom. And I guess in Australia and America, the movement is way, way stronger. Right. And it's, it's, it's way more diverse. Well, it's so interesting when you're talking about community, because I think even only recently, I realized how important it was to pass on, um, you know, the skills and the knowledge and all of this to like the next generation of mm-hmm. of fiber artists. You know, like I, I used to think just for a long time that it was um, that I just wanted to do my own thing and figure out my own art and keep it in keep it very sort of uh, keep myself in a silo in a way to just of course be because you're starting you're insecure yeah and you're insecure exactly. and and i don't want people think... like looking like i don't want all their work to look like mine and you know i had all of these thoughts and it was even even just developing the podcast like i was thinking it, it is really important that we continue on the tradition that we almost have a responsibility to continue on this tradition of even of working with fiber and and having it be something that lasts centuries and centuries after us, you know. Yeah, and more than that, I think it's um, um, it's our our job as artists to whatever that means to to say that uh, um, it's there is space for everybody, yeah. and that's the most important thing. It's it's not only about for me. It's more important not only about the to pass the the techniques because I think we're safe there because there's so many people interested in. I see this from my workshops. Two years, I still have many students, yeah. many people interested, but. Uh, um, it's more about this. There is space for everything, and yeah. it's not because I teach that you're going to copy me and, and take my place. Where because there is space for everybody. Because there is so many of us, and there is so many different tastes. And some people are draw draw to some style, others for the other. You know, it's not because the other person is successful. You know, like it's. I feel so great when I see a, a weaver or a macrame artist saying, "Look, I have." Somebody asked, "Do you have workshops?" No, but my friend. The other one, she's giving uh, what right. I, I think I saw this at, with Natalie Miller and uh, Marion Moody that they were kind of uh, Natalie was sponsored, not sponsoring, but she was like Promoting. saying, "I don't, I don't have work," or, or the other way around. I don't remember one of them. And and I think this is the the thing is that it it doesn't have to be. First of all, it's not like we are crafters, therefore we're not very important because it's just a craft, and mm-hmm. it's not a craft; it's an art. Mm-hmm. Because a craft for me is something that you always have to do the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you do. A basket that special basket right. from that special region it's always the same thing so we use the old techniques but we do our own designs right you're not designers so that's why that's how i see myself and i think before this this kind of people they were like you said they were all to themselves and you know i'm in solitude and i don't want to see anybody and sure i also need some time for myself to create mm-hmm. but i don't mind also to go for a coffee with an artist that comes on vacation here and we meet and you know and we talk about so how do you do this how do you do that and it's so nice it and is, i think yeah. that's what we have to push we have to you know it's like you're you're running and suddenly you're crossing the finish line and you instead of fin- crossing you grab the other one and you know we go together and I think this this thing about community, it's something that is, again, it's way stronger there because you are uh, much more. Mm-hmm. But it's very important to see that it's possible to be creative and be social and be together and, and live in community and make happenings and help from each uh, uh, learn from each other. I always say to my students, 
this is my techniques. I share with you everything, but it, you have to give you a spin. It's going to be completely, you cannot do my work. Right. It's right. impossible, you know? And if you can do it, it's because it's not yet my work. Right. Because if somebody can copy me that well, it's because my work is still, you know, developing uh, somewhere. And not even but, just yours, but theirs. That means also that they don't, ha- exactly. they don't yet have their own voice um, or perspective on how to exactly. do the work yet. But, but, what, but the more that you, they keep practicing and doing it, then that develops, you know, that just sort of develops naturally. I, I decided to, to, you know, I, I'm not that much, this doesn't happen to me, but when I see that something that resembles something or that I, I always try to feel flatter about it. And I yeah. always think, okay, it's okay. It's, it's because, you know, and, and again, there, it's something that you have to struggle because if you are still struggling to have your place and to earn your money with it, it's very strange when somebody comes and copies you yeah. and sells and makes more money than you are the same. It's very difficult, but yeah. I, I have to think, okay, but that's because it's it's her journey or his journey. My journey is this journey, and it's 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 something that you have to really to put it in a in a special place in your heart. Otherwise, it's going to eat you up. Yeah, and it I, does sometimes, of course. Yeah. No, I love that though. The only I love human. that way of that way of looking at it. That we are all on our own journeys, even though they might yes. intersect in that one area yes. where there's a piece that looks the same or whatever that that they yeah. are they're gonna they're, con- they're gonna converge at one point but then they're gonna go somewhere else you know it's like when you have a band when you te- when you're a teenager and then everybody says oh they sound like the pixies or they sound like this of course right. because you're a teenager and you're making a band and you have your influences but then many bands came from that and then yeah. they grow to be somebody else but of course when you are already a, a grown-up person and you want to make money and you want to you know feed your family and say okay i live out of my art it's very difficult where there's so many of us doing so many uh, similar things yeah. and that's why I think for me my my personal journey is to always try to do something new and always try and I'm obsessed by the challenge of doing something new mm-hmm. and that's why for me it's difficult to have uh, my own style because I would get bored if I do the same thing four times three times I would think ah, okay I know it's done it's like I'm constantly surprising myself yeah and I think that's that's a good way of of, of at least staying also very difficult because it's the Difficult path, you of have course. to constantly reinvent <laughs> and be scared because You're... if somebody asks you, okay, let's do something like this, and I go, okay, I can do that, and then I sit and I think, oh my god, what I just said, you know, <laughs> now I have to, I have to do this, and yeah. it has to be good. But uh, when you finish it, it's just like. You just go a little bit further. It's like you know. You just go a little bit further, and you. It's just your own thing, and and it, it's. I think it's. It's for me. It's the only way to go. Yeah. I don't. I. I think I don't believe in right and wrong. I just believe that everybody has their own reality. So yeah. for me, this is what makes sense. But of course, every journey and every development and every way of working is valid. I'm nobody to judge yeah. anybody else's way of working. Yeah. And, well, and, and the fact that all of your work is quite different from the previous work, it's like it, that's what's so cool yeah. about it, though, is that you're constantly surprising us. And um, you know, I think that's actually something incredible to aspire to for for people who are. Yeah, but but on the other hand, in terms of if I if I think of myself as a selling product, right? Uh, I, mean, I guess marketing. I will always have different clients. Yeah. So it's like I cannot. Uh, we say we cannot. Uh, as I usually say, we cannot uh, make everybody happy. So there will exactly. be uh, people that will like. So they will, just like that kind of style, and once I don't do it anymore, 
you know, they gravitate to something else. So that's why my social media is something that has been uh, uh, growing very slowly. And there is a, a time where I, I can recognize my followers sometimes and see what kind of people are. And then after six months, they change. Yeah. Because I don't have many people say, okay, I always like her work, you know, because of course, uh, there's so many of me inside, you know, to try new things. So right. I, I guess, I think it's natural. Yeah. So. Well, okay. So let's talk about, um, so you <clears throat> weave and you do macrame. Are, are those two things for you? Do they provide something different for you? Like as you're creating and do you have totally. to be in a certain mood? Yes, totally. It's like uh, I, I always, uh, um, I just finished a piece. I, I was in vacation uh, for a while in Germany with my family. So before that, I, I finished this huge commission, as I told you, for a, a friend to give to another friend. So mm -hmm. It was a very big piece. And after that, I just wanted to do, I got some, some material from a friend and I thought, okay, I'm going to do something with this. And I make this, this black piece in macrame. And this was just pure, uh, I, I wanted to, to, to try uh, for a long time to do more sculpture uh, things mm -hmm. uh, because I wanted to get out of this um, uh, um, two-dimensional two yeah. macrame. And um, I just did it, you know, I just, I just started and I think I needed something that was not, because weaving is very, it's very brainy when you're doing it, you have to either, if you don't do an organic thing, but yeah. if you are into, you know, making the rear knots in different colors and making a, you know, a, a ombre or something like that, you know, mm -hmm. changing, it's something that you have to constantly, you're not really free, you're just, okay, not as to have this color and that yeah. color, now the line, you know, so you're constantly on. And when you do macrame, it's more of a, if you're not doing a, of course. A, like a perfectly a, symmetrical a, piece. I tell everybody of my students that this is the most difficult thing. It's to make uh, things to fit places or mm. to, or to, with drawings, because you have to be very aware of what you're doing. If you do organic, it's much more easy for, for, for people to do it. Yeah. And uh, so it does give me that, that part. Macrame is much more controlled. And uh, you can only go from here to here, you know, because you have the knots. Mm -hmm. And the weaving is there's like a million different things that you can do and a million different techniques. So after um, a, a work that it's very intense with weaving, I, was, I think I always have the need. I don't know that I'm saying this for the first time because I think I go always to something that is cleaner and more just knotting you know and the last piece was really because I just wanted the freedom of just starting something I had no idea where it was going so I love that but, the anthracite yes um, it, I, I also like so it beautiful. very much to my babe you know it's basically sold already and I'm already like oh my god <laughs> I have to you know I have to give it my that's we had this conversation yesterday and I was like oh my god but okay I will do another one doesn't matter yeah, so and it's really one. like but I want to look at it for, for another year so it's but really cool though because uh you can look at that piece and then you see you're going to look later and look at what you're what you make after that and yeah see how that transformed from yeah. that first piece to the next sculptural piece I'm exactly. excited to see what you end up doing well me too but uh, you never know where it's where it's it's going to lead I, I I'm I'm I've been thinking in the last year that I should be a bit more responsible in my own <laughs> my own creative process <laughs> because sometimes it goes very well and sometimes I have to undo a lot of things mm. you know but uh 
well, till now it's it's what makes me happy, and I think I will stick to it. Otherwise, it gets really difficult. Yeah, like to, don't think too hard. You know? Don't don't yeah. think too much about it because then yeah, you know. I, I'm 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 extremely happy that I'm a very uh, um, in, um, instinctive person because I would be very boring if I only hear to my head. You know, yeah. like, oh my god, this is never going to work. Oh my god, you know. So my instincts always push me to to go to go ahead. Yes. Yeah. So when you think about your life pre. 2014 2012 and mm. you think of like before you really got into your fiber art practice um mm. and then you think about where you are now do you feel mm. different somehow well i think it, there was a there was a major jump um i feel like um when i started i was more of a, okay let's go back a bit to the past and you know this memory of of my teenage years when i was learning and i really you know my my smallest kid was um very tiny so I had to breastfeed a lot and so she was just laying there next to me and I was weaving and then picking her up you know so it was something that I needed also it is like a meditative process after mm -hmm. a while you know um so but and now I feel more like I'm I'm a, a boss you know like I have my own business and I have to you know promote myself and be out there and prepare workshops and you know make mm -hmm. sure that this is there and that is there I'm still the same person of course because the kids are still around me mm -hmm. <laughs> all the time but uh, and it was much easier when they were babies because I could control them better no, I'm joking yeah. they're, they're, they're <laughs> no, it's really true. Cool, it's true. cool girls <laughs> they're really cool girls but um I'm very fortunate but um I, but it, but it's something that comes from the inside, and it, it's something that I had to work. I have to be honest. This to okay. Now I'm a, I I go for this, mm -hmm. and I feel like I now I'm entitled because I also see that people are interested in my pieces. I I I want to teach less and do more more pieces because that's what it's fun for me. The commission pieces that you know this client thing about I want this piece or I want that piece and or let's create something new I found this very I found this challenge very very interesting and now I feel I I, I feel like I I'm much much more um it's just how I see myself yeah, yeah. the perspective of myself in the how I position myself in my in my skill yeah. that it was always there I always wanted to do it but now I think I can say that's what why I am. And before boss. I was, yeah, I love that. I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I was just <laughs> no, joking. I think it's, it's great. It's a bit like that. It's like I. This is my business. Of course, it does not make a super amount of money, but it makes me happy. And this is who I am. And this is what I want to be. I don't know if it's forever, but now I'm having a blast with it. So, yeah. and before I was like, yeah, mm, I. Mm, uh, so what do you do? Uh, mm, I. I'm. Uh, you know. I know. Yeah, I say yeah. no. I, you know, and that's, but it's, I think it comes also with the age mm -hmm. that uh, when, the older you get, it's, you get more, 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 you know, in it's control of yourself. Yeah. yeah. And you say, whatever, you don't like me. Right. You know, it's, it's all good. And, and when you're younger, you're always like a sponge, you know, you want to, to learn everything and you want everybody to like you. And now I just understand that it's okay. It's, mm -hmm. it, this is the way it is. And there's no other way to, to do yeah. it. No, that's yeah. that's a funny thing. As we say here, I don't know if you guys say it, but I don't give AF anymore. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know? We also say that. Yeah, as we get older, yeah. it's just like, you know, I just yeah, have no more 
I have no more Fs to give. So it's like, you just do you, you know? Let's be honest. Our brain damage is way higher because we are tired. (laughs) I always joke with this. People are talking to me and I go like, also, we speak many languages at home. Sometimes it's really difficult to process. (laughs) And uh, it's like... I don't even bother to go there. You know, it's like before it was like, oh, I had to go to the street dressed like this and la 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 and do this and be there. No, I think, no, I'm a a mom. I do my thing. This is who I am. And, you know, there is no other way of doing it. And actually, my brain does not process. I have this time time for myself (laughs) and for my job. Everything else, is everybody fed? (laughs) You know, everybody happy. So who cares about what other people think? And of course, I say it like this, but there's always moments, you know, there's always these moments where you are, uh, there's always like this, it's not a line, it's not like you go up and you go like, oh, I was here, now I'm up. No, you're always up and down. And the, the important thing is that you always go a little bit to your direction that, that you want to go. But you were always with me. It's always like roller coaster. There are days that it's amazing. There are days that I don't want to do anything. There are days that I think, oh my God. But always don't don't make these thoughts stop you. You know, they come, they go, then you find yourself again and and then you go. Yeah. But there yeah. are moments with no sleep at all that you are working overnight to finish something. But that's it. Yeah. I prefer that to be in the in the office. Or traveling around to mm-hmm. not see my kids grow up because it's such a, such a small time that they are that they need me, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah. it, it's difficult in the beginning. As a, a woman, I found that uh, especially if you have a if you have a busy job, to settle down and to have kids and to say, okay, now I'm here just for my children. This is really, you know. Also, we are brought up to be independent and la la la, and then suddenly, you know. But I think I, I, I want to believe that the uh, mindset is changing and being a mom should be, you know, something really cool that you want to stay at home with your kids and that you also do your job outside. And I think this should be the next step because yeah. many of us still don't accept ourselves as a stay-at-home mom or, right. you know. Right. But, this, you, you know, also- the awesome thing about, you know, having a fiber art practice or a, or this kind of a business or a home business or whatever is that you can be around and still work. Yeah, you're just and you're you may be working more hours even, but you're doing them on your own. You know, you get to decide what hours. So yeah, or or yeah, you work whenever you're you're allowed. Exactly. To. exactly. <laughs> it's more. Let's be honest. It's more like that. They choose. The kids choose your hours. Yes, it's a bit and like And you that. work it's around like, them. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Um, of course, if they go to the kindergarten, there's always like this time of the day that you can, you know, do whatever you want. But uh, it is like that. Yeah. So for me, it's my priority is my family. And after that, I think everything else falls. But it, it's funny because it, it's all growing together because my kids are already many times next to me in the in the studio, in the workshop, and they they try to weave or they try to, yesterday we were doing, I do say in English, felting, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, needle, needle, yeah. needle felting. Yeah, not yeah. not really that, but with the with the like a little carpet with soap and you know. Oh put, yeah, yeah. That's... And and they are already like into it, and it's funny to see that actually your work is actually um, influencing your children and how they touch 
the materials and everything. Absolutely. But like I said, I just hope that it's not too much that they say, now I'm going to be a banker or something. Like <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, as long as they are happy, <laughs> Isn't it funny? That's probably what's going to happen. You're yes, going to be in finance now. You want to run a, biz- a, a, a company? Right. Okay. <laughs> no idea. Whatever. Oh, that's funny. Or not. There's many people also who their children just become exactly what they oh, yeah. well, you have two, I have two, you never know. Maybe one and the other one not. Yeah. Who cares? Let's you never see. know. We'll you never see. Know. Um okay, so tell me about a little bit about marketing. How do you market yourself and how do you promote your work? And um you've had a couple um you've been published in a couple magazines, I think. Yes, I was. Uh, actually, we were together in one magazine, but it was the Portuguese version, so probably you never saw it. It's called the Com. Really? No. Yeah, but they, they have a Portuguese version, and the, the publisher here in Portugal decided to put some Portuguese artists, so we are in the same in the same magazine, in the same in the weaving uh, oh. artists. Yeah, it's very funny, but this was like last year or something. I guess that's it. I think there are magazines that uh, they have, Branch, branches? No, how do you say it? Sorry, my German is coming out. They have different um, offices in different countries. Right, right. Then the country then decides to, you know, put also something local mm-hmm. for the magazine for the Portuguese in this case. Um, yes, I was uh, I was featuring some magazine. The last one was Coil. Coil. Oh, Coil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coil, yeah. Coil, and also, yeah. I never know how to say that, Coil. And uh, the Lane magazine, you know, it's a knitting magazine, also did a little feature on me cool. because I was doing a workshop with them and also some Portuguese magazines. Right. But so, so um, do, you, do you usually have to, do you reach out to them first or do they come to you? Have hmm. you had to do your own sort of public not, relations not, work? Well, or? At the at the call magazine, it was like I they were looking for people to promote to 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 be in the magazine, and I wrote them that I was interested, but I didn't know that they want a whole article about me. I just thought they wanted to publish like a piece or something, right. and um, uh, and then they, they said no, we want to make a. A spread, or like I don't know, you call yeah. in English feature mm-hmm. uh, about you, and um, well, I have to be honest, I don't do that much. I I decided some years ago to st- I post a lot mm-hmm. uh, in Instagram. I I'm not personal. I'm like one percent personal. Sometimes you could see if I made a sweater for my kids, but there is no head. You know, you don't see them. I want people to like me for my work, and I'm not very good in 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 um, in sharing my. So that's why I say this is a first, and I talk yeah. so much about me. <laughs> so and uh, I but like look how good you are at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because I like to talk. I completely forgot that you are recording me. <laughs> I'm just having a chat with you. <laughs> could be, you could be in the coffee, you know, in yeah. the cafe. Not your problem. But um, uh, I I don't I don't I'm not very good in sharing my 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 private life. I also don't try to make much. You know I don't I'm not. I sometimes I'm sitting and I say oh, I make a picture now and I go outside and I make a picture and I post it. I'm not very much into this. Uh, how do you say? Um, programming the picture. Oh, like planning, you know, pre-planning planning, everything yeah. and yeah. Um, many people do that and I think it's amazing, mm-hmm. but I, in my head, as I said, I don't have the time for that. Sometimes I think, oh, I have, I have a basket that it's pretty. I put it there or, you know, right. or, but it's not really something that I do. 
But I have been fortunate to be featured, also be shared in uh, in many pages that brought also, I really don't know. I really don't know. I, I don't know how it happened. I never put ads in Instagram, mm-hmm. nothing like that. So I think it's just an organic thing yeah. that, that happened. I also don't interact that much. I'm much more of a writing a private message if I want to say something to somebody mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm, you know, I want, I don't want no, if I would say I really I saw that too. It's very nice, you know. Sometimes I write, but m- more often I of, often I I I this I put this in a private way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think also the teaching helped me a lot to oh, teach definitely. to be out there, you know. And how often so are I you teaching? Well, I used to teach more. Now I teach like around two times a month. Oh, maybe oh, that's actually still a lot. Yeah, it's it still takes a lot, a lot you know. But I used to teach every weekend oh, wow. when I started. Yes, I had a lot of people uh, interested in it. I also travel a little bit, but it's it really takes a toll on you after a while. It does. Uh, when I when I started, it was I I, I, I discovered that I really love to to teach. I you know I'm one of those people that I I'm on top of everybody all the time, and I have to make sure that they leave knowing everything or as much as they could and they're happy and of course and you also teach when you come home it's like you have to lay in bed because you're so exhausted and in the beginning was really really difficult now I got better at it but in the beginning I was like okay next day my husband was always joking saying now you work one day and you have to be in bed the next day because it was really intense yeah uh, well, no, and it's I, exhausting. I, if if you're not a naturally extroverted person, if you tend to be a little bit more introverted, then it is very exhausting to go out for three, well, four hours. Well, I am, and... I am a bit shy, but once I start, and if I feel comfortable, I talk a lot. I actually mm-hmm. talk a lot, as you. I don't know if you realize. <laughs> But uh, but so what I love about teaching is that it's 99% women, mm-hmm. and uh, if the groups are smaller, well, also with the big groups this can happen. But if the groups are smaller, it's really a dynamic that it's created there. And after a while, everybody's doing their thing, but they're yeah. also talking about their life and about the kids and about their jobs and about, and it's more like a, a reunion of people that are just crafting something. And I found I, I, I feel very grateful for 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 that experience Definitely. and of course there is one or other other uh, um, occasions when one or other person was a bit too intense but most of the times I only get I mean 99% of the times my students are just really amazing and I'm, I'm very thankful for that yeah, yeah. definitely um, so let's talk about your your manual you have a guide uh, tapestry yeah. weaving yeah, I guess it's just called tapestry. Is that right? Yeah, we can we can call it. Yeah, it's a manual. I mean, tapestry can be in Portugal can be different things. It's, it's very difficult to find the right name for the right thing, because you have like also the the knotting. Uh, you know, we, we we have some. I don't know how to say it. Carpets to put on the floor that I made also in tapestry, but it's with a needle, mm-hmm. so it has to be like that. But yes, it's you can call it tapestry. Yeah, mm-hmm. tapestry manual. Yes. Um, so tell me about the manual. Did you uh, did you illustrate it from all? Of it, uh, yes. How did that happen? Uh, it's a mix. It's some of the images are are based on uh, old books. Other images are done by me because uh, when I start teaching, I made manuals for my students. You know, like a um, um, how do you call it? Like um, a very small, like in paper, uh, very simple, mm-hmm. without explanations. 
but I made quite a lot, quite quite a lot. And my idea was that the students come to my workshop, but the images are good enough for them to go home mm-hmm. and to go on doing it without my help. So I, like one and a half years ago, I, I contacted a couple of publishers to make a book because there's nothing in Portuguese in mm-hmm. this matter. And uh, people were all about how many followers I had and la 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 and all this, I don't know, very strange. And I thought, okay, I wait a bit, I contact some more, nothing happened. And I thought, okay, I will do it myself. Yeah. And uh, it, I was very happy because I was working with uh, with some people that they have, they are, they have like a um, wood workshop and they also do riesel printing, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I made the books with them. And so they're kind of manual also. It was very crazy because I did it very quickly. The the translation and everything was very difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, But most of the job was already done because I had beginner's class and middle and uh, intermediate class. And I also have round room class. So I basically put all my manuals together and and add a lot of more information. I didn't add add any um, patterns because, not patterns, how do you say, um, when you copy, when you do the same, how do you call it, projects? Okay, yeah. Or patterns. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what I mean. Because I also have a pattern, a pattern section when you learn how to do, you know, lines and, and stuff. That's why mm-hmm. I was confused. But you know that you copy that you say, now this is like, let's do a plant holder or, a, right. you know, so nothing, just, it's just juicy information with techniques. So I, I was working a lot. I made much more drawing, many more drawings and I decided to, to do it by myself because I thought if nobody is interested, I might as well just self-publish myself. Right, right. And, um, yeah, it's not like a lot of sales, but many more than, and mostly for, for the U S and for Canada. So it's in English, it's in English and in Portuguese. I have an English and in Portuguese, but I, I I sell much more to, I think to people that obviously follow me and are interested. And because I'm very into these old school books, for me, I'm much more drawn to big, to drawings and old school drawings than pictures. So I decided to to draw everything. Right. I'm sure so it's full cool. of mistakes because you know my lingu- my English is not my mother tongue. You know, <laughs> right. I but I try to do my best. Oh, I'm and sure I it's great. Everybody, many people say, "Oh, you don't even have to read it because just you the look pictures at the are pictures enough, and, yeah. and you can understand it." Yes, but it's it, it's it's another way of connecting with people, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm very I'm, it's very nice to see the pictures popping out and people saying how they feel about it. It's 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 very funny. Definitely. Yeah. So very where funny. where do you you sell that on your from your website? Just from my just from website, website, I have, and maybe soon I will start selling in some shops yeah. because there are people interested. And I thought I'm not sure about it yet, but as I told you, I go very slow, and I, I and I see how things are are leading, and could be that in the in the future I will have some in some shops also. Um, yeah. Would you consider doing like a digital download version for people? Not yet, just for the solemn reason that uh, it's such a beautiful, you know, it's done in recycled paper oh, and it's yeah. in this printing way and it's like very beautiful object also to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think. No, <laughs> but, I bet uh, it is. I bet it is. I'm not I, I also one. heard other people, other, other people also said that. So it will lose a bit the the thing to, to but who knows? I never say no to anything. Who knows where, <laughs> where all this all this leads because I find the way the shipping costs are not that that high so I think that's why I've been selling a lot uh, as you say overseas yeah that's great (laughs) 
but um, it was it's a it's a, it's a, it was also a very interesting project to to create a little book. Yeah, definitely. How long how long did that take you from? Well, you think about uh, it from start to finish. If I if I want to be honest with you, I I could say that it took me two years because I did all the manuals mm -hmm. for the for the classes. But I was create I was working like a maniac for a month on writing it and drawing it. The you know, but really like from night from morning till night, like yeah. And till the end was like because people could pre-order it and it got a bit late and it was really crazy but I'm very happy with the with the result. I just did what I would like to also learn, you know, because when I start weaving there was not much to go to go around with, only old books. So mm -hmm. I I would like just somebody to give me okay here are the basic techniques. Now you can start it. They're all explained for you, and that's that's that was my my aim to be to make a very simple manual of. And I'm not also with my classes. I'm not a person who um, tells you have to do it like that. Mm -hmm. I let my students always, which is also very challenging because you never know what they what they right. can <laughs> up with. But I always try to 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 give the people the option to go. And do what they want to do by themselves instead of just giving them already a, an idea, a pre-done idea. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you say a pattern? Yeah. So that's why I decided not to put any patterns on the book. And if they want, I always say you can contact me whenever you want. I can help you if you have any any doubts or anything. Yeah. 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 Um, so when you look at your business now and uh, what you've created so far, what do you find to be um, sort of like your greatest challenges or fears? Um, because, you know, there's a lot to juggle with being a creative who also has their own business. Um, so I guess I just wonder, what do you find that to be the most challenging? Well, the most challenge by far is uh, uh, at the personal level, how to balance everything properly, you know, mm -hmm. because in the behind the behind the piece that you see, there's a, like a, a juggling thing every day. And... Um, I, I would like to have a more, I would like to be m much more, um, how do I say, um, serious about when I start, when I finish. If the if there is an order coming, I don't care. I just work every day till that hour and I have to schedule my day around this. With me, it's not. Whatever comes, comes and I have to work my, my schedule around right. it. And this is by far the biggest struggle uh, because either I'm doing too little for my family or I'm doing too little for my work. You know, it's mm -hmm. always this. But I think all the, the people that have a, a work from home and have a family know how that is. And I sometimes I feel like I don't know where it's up and down. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, going like a horse, you know, yeah. just finish, finish, finish. I think the last piece even my mom came in to help me trimming the ends of I think because she was around and she said, I help you. Yeah, you look yeah. so desperate, you know. <laughs> and people don't don't know that side of life. They yeah. just see the pieces. They see the perfection like on Instagram. Yeah. And they're like, and oh. I, and I want yeah, and I actually I struggle with putting more pictures about the process mm -hmm. of, of working and writing about it. But since I don't talk so much about my private life, but I, I would like to 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 share this more because as I say, people think that I have so many work and they say, Oh my god, you don't sleep and you make so much stuff and I say, But yes, I don't sleep. Mm -hmm. But it is not like that. It is it, it is a struggle, and that's yeah. I think the the huge uh, because as a person for your own health uh, um, 
uh, your brain health, mm-hmm. it's very difficult, you know, because you think, okay, so should I say no to this to this uh, order? But I need it, and you know, and when you're when you're just you or you don't have schedule, you can work all day. But yeah. once you have a family, it's like you it's like you have an idea, and the idea is being sliced into pieces, and sometimes it just goes. Mm-hmm. Also, your mojo, you know, your your. You, you want to do something and then your kid gets sick and the other kid gets sick and then you work at night and you wake up, you are so tired and you are in a bad mood all day. Then you don't forget to eat because you're working, you know, and then suddenly your inspiration is gone because right. you're just so tired, you know. And that's, I think, the biggest struggle of all is that how to be, how to shut the office door, you know, mm-hmm. to say, okay, I'm in. You open the, there is no entering, you know, because you're there all the time and closing it and saying it's over. On right. a personal level, I think that's, uh, that's, that's very, very, very complicated. It's hard. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And also not to be, uh, to be a bit more away from the social media mm-hmm. because it's true that you need it, but, uh, can, there must be other ways of, uh, of promoting yourself. I would like to be a bit more away from that but yeah. I have this thing that I have to post because it is my how do you say it is my window shop right right you know so I have to put new products on my window shop for people to see but I would like to have other ways of um of doing that yeah what else did you ask me I forgot. Um, well that was it basically oh what do you fear well, I I fear that this uh, that this is a um, um, how do you call it? It's a fashion that oh, goes right, away. That it's a fad. Yeah. No, I know. I feel yeah. the same way. I'm I'm very I'm very afraid that people will overdo it and it will be gone, mm-hmm. and people will not want to have textile on their walls anymore, or they will not have the interest to to learn anymore. So that that's my my I I do know that the wave is going to to change mm-hmm. and many people will go away to other things and many many people will will stay. I think I I fear that and I also um how do you work it's also very important for me you know which kind of materials you work what do you stand for how do you do your job it's also very important for me and sometimes that stops you from for instance I was invited by a label to to make an interview, and I didn't want it because I didn't want to stand for for what they what they were selling, the way that they were selling. And sometimes you think, ah, man, but I should, I should do everything, you know. Yeah. So all all this, uh, where do you go for your job? You no, know, right. I guess I'm just. It it looks like a lot of time, but I'm I'm just still a little business, you know. Yeah, yeah. So well, no, I have this, to say, kudos, like good, good for good for you for standing for your principles but it's, on that. But it's difficult because you always think, okay, the next wave is going to just flush me down the drain, mm. you know. So I might as well just grab to everything that that mm. you that you wanna that you can. And sometimes it's very it's very tasty, and you think, mm, maybe you know, success yeah. can come after that, whatever that means, you know. And that always this. You don't have a boss to tell you, yeah. we do this and we don't do that. Yeah. You're, you're unjudged all the time. And whatever decision you make is going to influence your private life. It's going to influence you. So you, you are the own responsible for the downfall or the rising of your company. Right. And that's that's what I fear the most. All this, this daily, this person invites me to do this. This one wants me to do that. Should I do it? Is this good for me? This right. is not, you know. 
No, I'm sure you have the same. Yeah, no, I know. And we have to be our own business managers or our own agents. In everything. So. <laughs> yeah. Like this morning, this morning you are the, 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 how do you say, the person who takes care of the, the account. And then five minutes later, you have to be the packaging person. And you, then you have to be the, the social media person. Then you have to, uh, to have a meeting. And then you have to be inspired in a company. This is all divided. Yeah. Everybody goes to their place that they are be- better at. We have to be better at everything. And yeah. I'm, and I'm, I'm very bad at count. Account. Oh my god, I'm me very, too. <laughs> but so I think bad. We are all, but I, I learned in school, in my high school, that if you cannot sell yourself, you're not 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 because you have it's a business. But it's so difficult to sell what you what you do, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Put a price on it because I think my pieces should cost a million euros because. Yeah. I work so many hours on it, and but of course this is not possible. So you know, it's so difficult. So or sometimes I think I should give them for free right. because I just want people to have it. So it's always it's always a. I think we are just a little bit crazy. Right now you've got it. Yeah, you have to find that that place though because it, there's a reality of it that you you need to make a living off of it, and then there's also the reality that. It takes a really long time to create each piece and every, you know, we sh- it should be highly valued. But I think that we, um, I really do believe that we find our perfect customers, like the people who um, understand the value of all of the work and the beauty and that it's, it's your own vision, you know, that only you can create this piece for them. So when you put a true value on it or, you know, you have to put a price tag on it. But um, I think that when you do find your, your, your perfect customers and they understand all of that, you know? Yeah. I, I guess that I have, I could have much more customers. It's just that um, many of our perfect customers don't have the ability to buy our pieces. Mm. And that's why sometimes I just want to give them because yeah. you know what I mean? Because you have to have some, I think I could not, I would not be able to buy my own pieces. If, you know, sometimes I think, oh, my mm. God, this is, but I have to put the fair price. And every time I explain to people why a piece costs what it costs, they understand, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they get it, you know. But I think many people would like to have, so I'm very, that's why I'm also very thankful and grateful for the people who comment and, are, and tell me that my, that my work is good. And also they, some of them cannot even come to my workshops because they think it's expensive. And mm. that was also a reason for me to make the book. Also for people to reach the people that actually would like to have my pieces and would like to learn with me, but they simply cannot. So, yeah. and uh, and that's difficult. Also, of course, many people can they they are special clients, of course, no doubt about it. But there is the hard clients, you know, the mm-hmm. ones that actually love you, but can cannot. Uh, in the beginning, there were people who I thought, okay, I'm going to give you a piece. I don't care. You know, you, you like my work so right. much and you are so much into what I do and you respect it so much. Just take it, yeah. you know, but you cannot be like that. because it's Not like all the time it. anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's it. But how is it for you? Is it also, do you feel that uh, what I'm saying uh, resonates with uh, with your life? It, is it also for you that way Definitely. with the kids and struggles? Oh my and... gosh, yeah. I mean, ha- not having enough time to do everything that I want to do is is my biggest challenge you know do you also think what kind of artist would you be if it was just be just you you know that you would always like a nanny yeah or you know we we have these weekends where my my in-laws live somewhat close by so occasionally they'll take the boys for uh like two nights in a row and on those over those weekends I get so much I go right into it like I don't even eat like I just 
(laughs) you know, like for 10 hours, I'll just do like a nodding bender, you know, and those are the best feelings. And I feel so accomplished at the end of them all. And my husband always jokes, he'd be like, see, see what would happen if we didn't have kids? Like, all right, well, (laughs) stop trying to have kids with me then. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's it's when when, uh, my husband also works, uh, he also has deadlines and stuff like that. It's so funny because if the kids are not around, we just became also during the day, you're just like, you know, in our jobs. And then we go to the restaurant very quickly, you know, because nobody wants to cook. And then we come back home. And then it's always like we say, man, we are so obsessive. I hope that our kids don't get, you know, that we, you know, that we are a bit more, you know, restrained and show them, you know, we have to have meals and stuff. But when they are not at home, we are just both like we are not happy till we devoured and finished whatever. But I think that's, that's what it is to, to at least be you know when you get inspired it's just that moment it's so difficult to just because then somebody asks you for a banana or they need to go to somebody's birthday you know and the momentum just stops it's like and it goes it does go and sometimes and i'm i'm when i start something it's like i have this it's like when you open a box of of cookies and you have to eat them all it's the same when i'm working and it's very difficult but it's it's all good. It's all yeah, good. Yeah. It's nice to know because you're interviewing me, but I'm actually very curious <laughs> to, to know if it's also with you like that. That's why I had to ask. Yeah. Well, one of these days, where I'll put I'll put out one of an episode where somebody else interviews me. So <laughs> you guys can Should find out about my journey. Yes. Um, okay. So, what would be your like best dream commission if you were to have anybody or any place where you could have your work? shown or bought by someone who who or what would that be i would not mind to have an exhibition to be honest i would not mind to have like total freedom yeah you know to 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 create but i think i don't i I, it's very these questions are always very difficult for me to answer because there is i don't have like the because i think every commission that i have uh, mostly the ones that come from a private client are always my dream commissions because I'm very fortunate to have people who actually, because because I also kind of, when people start telling me I would like to have it like, like that person or like person, I always say, no, I don't do that. Yeah. You know, because it, it happens a lot that people yeah. get inspired with pictures and, you know, so I kind of, um, how do you say, I, I, I pick my clients also the way I can, you know, I try, I already can see with all the years that I've been, uh, uh, dealing with people when somebody wants a copy or something you know mm-hmm. or if somebody wants something because of me and I intend to take the ones that one of course of course things yeah. things more about me but uh, every commission is for me a dream commission because I I manage to I'm, I'm a very in a, in a moment person you know I of course I think about the past and the future and I have all you know all these things but when I'm working I, I think okay now this piece is like this piece is the piece I'm going to do for the rest of my life forever you know it's that's the feeling that I go go into it at the middle at the middle of it I'm always like oh it's too big I'm tired I wish it was over okay now I would like to hire somebody to make the endings you know the trimming <laughs> yeah. and all that tuck know? in all and the ends just, and... yeah, all, all things why did I put myself into this you know but when I start, it's always I'm always very excited about because I don't repeat things, yeah. and I think that's the, the, the that's, that's the thing that works for me, because it's always new, and sometimes I do it by myself, and sometimes I have the input of other people. You know, uh, when that, for instance, this this piece that, that the last one I did, the black one, 
it was just me and I was very happy about it but the one before was an input so it's it always changes so but I would I would not mind to have an, to have a, an exhibition but it's it's going to sound very strange what I'm saying but I also would not dream about being too big because I actually like to have the connection with the people that are following me yeah. and to at one point you lose track of what's happening yeah. because you cannot answer you don't know you lost it and for me I like to keep it I would not like to have assistance and mm-hmm. I, I like to keep it I would like to be good paid and respectfully paid for the work that I do like yeah. everybody else which is already a, a huge thing yeah. to achieve because you know how it is most of it are too expensive uh, I don't know I'm not sure uh, I can go to that shop and buy it for half of the price right. there actually other people who do it much cheaper but I think you just have to 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 stay, not 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 try that the fear eats you up too much, and yeah. to say, okay, it's my journey, and hopefully it will it will work out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's sort of the end of the main part of the interview. Oh, but okay. I have a couple of random, just like speed okay, round okay. questions. Um, yeah, okay. okay. So, what is your favorite beverage? Uh, drink. Yes, your favorite drink. Sorry, beverage, beverage. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Well, since I have my kids, I stopped drinking, which is really stupid, but it's like No, I it's very a... smart. It's very smart, actually. No, I, I explain you why. I cannot afford hangovers. <laughs> yep. Impossible. Yeah. And second of all, I drink half of a glass and I'm already like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I love water. Really water. love water. Yeah. It's and the best I, thing you could possibly give yourself. So yeah. That's good. I, I love water. I'm very, I'm a very bad drinker. I always forget like obsession, working, where's mm-hmm. the water I forgot, where's oh, the yeah. water I forgot. Uh, I have to say that the last, uh, the thing that I'm into, we made some elder, elderly flower syrup. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's really, and, really delicious. I've had yeah, that. it's really delicious. We, we yeah. I had it a lot in Germany, but here in Portugal, people don't know about this. So we just went around and just stole from the landscape a uh-huh. bunch of them. We did it with the kids, and it's quite something quite delicious. Oh, that's so great! And you made it from scratch. That's so cool. It's very easy. It's just the flowers and some lemon, and you let it stay for a couple of days. Oh, any and sugar? Add sugar, okay. yeah, the sugar, and then it's oh, done. Wow. You see, seep it, seep it. It's right with a with a with a, with a cloth. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you like you strain oh. it, strain it out, strain it exactly. Yeah. Because oh, also cool. English from England is different than English from America, yeah, so there's a bunch of words that I say. <laughs> uh, it's fair, and, and if the kid, if kids can do it with you, so and it's all everywhere at this. I know, no, oh, you have the same, the same as we do. I always mistake with Australia. Uh, so probably it's blossoming also there uh, if you have it. I haven't seen any, but also I'm in a very just wooded area. I don't know. It's just like woods, so there aren't that many wildflowers. <laughs> They're not bushes. Yeah, it's a bush. Oh, it's a book. But anyway, okay. Yeah, it's a book. And it, just, just. I'm gonna Google it. it. I want to make it. Yeah. That sounds so fun. Just don't catch it before uh, if it had rain because all the, the 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 powder that it stays. It's what gives the flavor. So if it had oh. rain, just wait a couple of days and then okay. that they produce more. Sorry. Cool. No, that's cool. <laughs> I love that. So, what is your special beverage? And I'm already giving you recipe. <laughs> Elderflower syrup. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, okay, if you were a color, what color would you be? I will be a rainbow. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Too hard to no, pick, right? No, I, I'm really big in colors, but I, I really like red, and I, I, I'm more into uh, more um, 
fiery colors or purples or stuff like that but I like colors very much yeah. I always joke I, I, I answer to magazines like when I go to work it's always like summer you know the my color mood is always summer and you know just when I do macrame and I see in the pieces behind you it's I, I, I really do more net, neutral, but uh, you never know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, there's so many, so many possibilities. It's like really hard so to choose. So many possibilities. <laughs> um, uh, what is something creative that you've never tried that you've been wanting to? Well, I just tried yesterday. I started doing the um, linograph, you know, the stamping, make stamping. Oh. I just started. It's quite addictive. My, my husband had offered me a set for Christmas and it was just laying there. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I really like that. I would like to, to try uh, more ceramics. Mm-hmm. I did a bit, but I would like to do more. Let me think. I don't know. There's so many stuff I would like to try. So many. How is it called? This coil, you know, uh, that you sew, that you make little baskets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's like basket weaving. I don't Kind Not basket of, weaving, but yeah. with, with, with fibers. Yeah, I know what uh, you mean. And they make like a spiral, like a spiral. I don't know what it's I called it's either. Spoil, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm you not might sure be right. Many, many things. I mean, I like to do everything that it's possible. We are moving. We are moving soon, and I'm already thinking that I, I have all these strange punch needles that I bought all over the time, and I really think that maybe I should make a carpet for my living room. Not a carpet, I say a carpet. Mm-hmm. A, rug. a rug. Rug. Yeah. But that rug. I know I bought a punch needle I bought an Amy Oxford punch needle and I have not even I haven't even tried it yet yeah I really want to I just haven't had time I I have one that it's like old school that I bought a long time ago and one with uh I didn't know what that was but I thought I have to have that you know I see it all over it's funny it's like uh and I have so many and there's so many things that I that I like to try yeah as long as I I can try I, I I'm one of these people that persons that I if I'm sitting I cannot just watch TV I have to you know you have to be doing something doing something with my hands otherwise I go crazy yeah yeah. um if you had a time machine what point in the past or future would you like to visit it's it's easy I would like to go to the to the 60s and the 70s the boom fiber arts I think Everything looks so cozy, yeah. you know. The books look cozy. The the people, they it was the colors. Was so, everything was earthy uh, and warm, and more natural yeah. and more naive. Also, in a in a way, I would love to 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 go there. I actually would like to see the movement in Portugal because, as I learned, there was just like all these rich women that didn't have anything to do, and they create like a, a kind of a, how do you say a club where most of the but that nobody almost knows, just the people that are in the area know that their names. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was just like these people that had a lot of money and had nothing to do. And then in the middle, there were like two or three that were actually struggling for it. Yeah. And I would also like to know how, how that went in, yeah. that, in that time. Just, just curious, because I think nowadays there is no space to be artistic. You have to be crafty, mm-hmm. you know. And before it was just like, if you do something like that, you would be considered an artist. Right. And now, you know. It's these lines that I, I still would like to understand what makes you an artist. Why versus are some a, people, you know, as a crafter? I know it's and it's, it's weird because I find the line. I don't know. I know I struggle with the same thing. And even titling this podcast, it how was do like, you consider yourself? Um, I would consider myself an artist. 
but it's difficult to say, right? It's hard to say. Like I almost yeah, don't. I ha- I don't feel that legitimate, you know, exactly, because exactly uh, that's that's what I mean. But yeah. anyway, why? Because I also it took me like I think a year to be able to say I'm an artist, and I was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm an artist, and I'm like, listen, and I'm you like still that. you still just struggle yeah. on it. <laughs> yes, yes, because it's like I think, what does that mean? What does it mean to be an artist? You know, because right. I'm in a gallery, or because I'm here, or I'm there, or you know. Right. But and, anyway, or does it does it mean that your work has to be conceptual somehow, or does it mean you know? Like, what does it mean to be conceptual? You know, I know, like I always versus think decorative, you know. Exactly. Because right now I, I create decorative work, right? It's not, I don't necessarily have pieces that are meant to go in the middle of a room that you're just supposed to ponder about, you know, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, but I find it all that if you're creating anything, I just find that to be, to, to mean that you're an artist, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but it's, it's difficult. And that's yeah. what I mean. And I think it's a lot to do with where you move, you know, if you know mm-hmm. the right people, mm-hmm. or if you are in the, you know, and uh, th- that's, that's the difference. I don't know. But I, I, I think it's a, it's a struggle for, for, for people. And I think in the 70s and in the 80s, I think everybody was kind of an artist because there was not so much access. Because mm-hmm. if I look back and I see the artists, the artists, artists of the, that time, I have a lot of respect for them. But there are many people nowadays doing much better things, and they are not even artists. Yeah. You know, they are artisans or something like that. Right. So it's I would like to be there because in that time, because I, I would like to see how how. They were also more fearless than we are. I think we are all too much worried about what the other one is doing and how it, where does it go, where does yeah. the, the, the trend we, go. We actually have too much information. Yeah, too yeah. much information and we feel pushed to, to do what's fashionable. It's like when right. you see a plant, suddenly the plant is everywhere. Yeah. And suddenly without realizing, you're gravitating towards that plant when you're going to a shop and you don't even know why yeah. because you saw it so many times, you know. And I would like to move to that time because I think things were much more honest in a, in a different way. Yeah. Uh, not that I don't think that now it's great because I also think it's great, but I would, I, I would be curious to see how, how they take themselves probably very seriously, yeah. you know. Because no, I mean, cool. everybody's into Shayla Hicks nowadays, and she's great. But there's so many more than that. So many more. You know? She's just standing the test of time. Like I feel like she's just she, she's more commercial. The past, it's you know, however many exactly. decades. Yeah, yeah, but there's so many, there's many, so many, many. You know, you go to the books and you think, my God, where did this come from? This is unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and I never heard that name uh, in my life because probably I just did that. You know, mm-hmm. so you never know. Yeah, but I would like to go there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what is, this is the last question. What is your current favorite um, Instagram account? It can be fiber related or not. Just some uh, an Instagram account that you find to be very inspiring. Well, I, uh, you caught me in a very uh, strange time because I'm, I'm ex- actually a bit bored with, uh, with Instagram. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't uh, I... I don't. I cannot remember any name. I yeah. to, I'm really bad at this. Tell me one thing. I always go like, oh my I god, know, I don't I remember. <laughs> okay, well then I'll ask a different question. Um, do you have a? Yes. Do you have a current favorite like book, podcast, or TV show that you like to listen to or watch while you're making? Um, well, I have a thing. I I have a guilty pleasure. I love like to watch TV. Mm-hmm. You know, like all this trash uh, TV. But I actually don't watch it. I you just, just like listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I love really cheap movies because they don't make me think that much. Me so, too. Yeah. But it's horrible. And I, I should say, oh, I love to listen to this. And no, I, no. no. I like 
I like not all the trash TV, but some of them. And I like really, I, we used to have Netflix. I, I stopped it because it was getting too much uh, uh, for me. So mm -hmm. I tried to gravitate towards other things like mundane things, you know, like uh, people talking about other people's life or uh, silly movies about not romantic, but like cheap mysteries like Agatha Christie oh, or, yeah, yeah. you know, because I actually don't look at it. I'm just working and I listen to it and, and uh, I want to be entertained sometimes. Mm -hmm podcasts they make me uh, really go a bit sometimes somewhere else and I want to, st to be still in in here where yeah. I am you know yeah. um yeah but I I would love to start listening more to more interesting things yeah more, <laughs> no I know? think that's good we all like I feel like we all need to give our brains and our soul a break yeah you know where we don't always have to be introspective and philosophical and, and exactly so we all need yeah. trash tv <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I just tried to to balance to change it a little bit because after a while, of course, if you watch three of, I, I think the last one that I was looking was the Law and Order from the nineties. You know, like, and there's so many of them that goes on yeah, forever. Yeah, okay, I can I can watch them over and over again because I'm yeah. going to forget. But at one point, I have to. That, that what happens is that I get really bored with it because I get the plot always. Right. They go like right. after you watch like five episodes, I go like, oh, I know that one did it. Yeah, yeah. So I have to find something else to watch. You know. Because you're supposed to watch one one a week. Yeah. You know, I've already forgotten about what happened. And so I have to kind of move forward and say, I oh, know I watch something else. But no, I, I don't I don't listen to podcasts or, uh, or sometimes I listen to books. Mm -hmm. uh, audio books, yeah. Get audiobooks. But not even that. Not not much. I did that because we traveled to Germany with a car and we I, I listened to a lot to, to make the trip faster. Yeah. Uh, no, I like really simple-minded things because the rest of the day I'm I'm an intense person yeah. and I deal with creativity and feelings. So I like I like me some. I feel you on that <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been so great getting to know you and. Yeah, um... That we are being recorded. <laughs> it's like Hopefully almost. I didn't talk too much. It's almost two hours. So. Uh... True. Sorry, guys. I hope you're still listening. Um, <laughs> I had such a great time learning more about Vanya and um, really excited to see what you do next just because everything everything that you post really is a surprise and it's just it's so like exhilarating to see. So thank yeah. you for putting yourself out there. I hope to see you more. And thank you. Thank you for asking me. This is it's it's quite nice because, you know, as I told you, I don't do this at all. Yeah. So it was first time I will never forget it and uh, hopefully I also will learn a lot about other people because uh, uh, I, w I will also want to know about you and about it's nice that uh, that that this fiber fiber art podcast is out because it's it's nice to see to put everything in perspective and understand that in the end we are all doing the same yeah, and struggling yeah them. exactly yeah. all right well thank you so much Vanya and I will see you soon yes <laughs> bye Check the show notes of each episode to get the website and Instagram for each of the fiber artists I speak with. Be sure to give them a follow. And you can view video from this podcast on neuromastudio.com slash the fiber artist podcast. If you enjoy the fiber artist podcast, go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you for listening.